You're listening to Comedy Central. March 12, 2020. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. So excited. Our guest tonight is one of the greatest actors to ever grace the screen. She's won an Oscar for her role in Hidden Figures and an Oscar for her role in The Help. Octavia Spencer is joining us, everybody. We're gonna be chatting about her new show on Netflix called Self Made. Also on tonight's show, Tom Hanks has taken on his most challenging role. (laughs) The coronavirus dunks on the NBA and President Trump drops the F-bomb. So let's catch up on today's headlines. Hi, my friends. Uh, As you know, this is normally the part of the show where I try and catch you up on some news happening in and around the world. You know, like on a normal day, we'd be covering Saudi Arabia's oil war with Russia and how they're crashing the price of oil. Uh, Or we'd be covering how US soccer has claimed the reason they think men should get paid more than women is because the fans at the men's games are really mean. And uh, (laughs) it's a real thing. Or we'd even be covering how Apple says they might be launching a feature that allows you to delete iMessages after you've sent them. Yeah, my only question is, why didn't they come up with this before my divorce? Uh, (laughs) But really, none of those news stories are what anybody's focusing on because all everybody's talking about is the coronavirus pandemic, AKA COVID-19. I feel like that's how you know this thing has gotten serious because now we've switched to using the virus's government name. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's just like COVID-19, get your ass down here. Explain why you've been infecting the world, mama. My name's Corona. Your name is COVID, boy. (laughs) I created your virus ass, and I'm not afraid to be the vaccine. (laughs) Anyway, the past 24 hours has been one of the biggest corona news cycles we have been a part of yet. And part of that was because it went from a disease affecting anonymous people to affecting the world's most famous face. Stunning announcement. Hollywood legend Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, revealing they have the coronavirus, testing positive in Australia. The couple now in isolation. We felt a bit tired, like we had colds and some body aches. Rita had some chills that came and went. Slight fevers, too. Not much more to it than a -a one-day-at-a-time approach, no? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, corona got to Tom Hanks. And this man's already been through so much. I mean, think about it after the war he's been through and that time his plane crashed (laughs) and he already had to deal with his dog dying. I feel bad for him. (laughs) But I mean, at the same time, he shouldn't have been letting everyone touch his chocolates. That's probably how he got it. (laughs) But regardless, he has announced that him and his wife, Rita Wilson, are gonna be in isolation. And luckily, he's used to being stuck alone with Wilson, so he'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, you thought the movie jokes were done. And then I came back with another one. You know, just, just, by, just by the way, this is a weird story. This funny thing that happened to me yesterday, when I saw Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson trending, I was so devastated because I thought after 31 years together, they were getting divorced. And I was like, oh no. And then I clicked on the news and I was like, oh, thank God, they're getting corona. <laughs> oh, I mean, not, not thank God, but thank God. <laughs> and I, honestly, I can't believe that Tom Hanks is the first celebrity to get the virus. 
Like, I would have expected someone ridiculous like Flavor Flav or Charlie Sheen <laughs> or Sarah Pitt, but Tom Hanks. This is insane, like, like it, this is like finding out Mr. Rogers has chlamydia. Like, I had a, <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, I didn't even think he had genitals. <laughs> it's almost like coronavirus chose Tom Hanks just to send a message to the rest of us. You know, like prison rules, just like if I can get Hanks, I can get to anyone. <laughs> So the biggest star in Hollywood just tested positive for coronavirus, and luckily he's saying he's feeling good. He's, you know, he's obviously sick, but he's feeling good, and he's gonna be quarantined until he fully recovers. Uh, But coronavirus isn't just sweeping the entertainment world. It turns out it's going after everything. The NBA made the stunning decision to suspend the season indefinitely because of the coronavirus. The NCAA just canceled the March Madness tournament. The MLS, the NHL, they had suspended their seasons. Disneyland in California will be closing starting on Saturday. Broadway shows will now close, so will the Met Opera and the Met Museums of Art. Yes, my friends, life as we know it has been canceled. Now we're all just gonna have to go home and die of corona. Yeah. Or even worse, spend time with our families. We're not gonna die, please, I'm joking. But it is, it is big news, right? Parades are canceled, movies are delayed, uh, Broadway is dark. The NBA has suspended its season indefinitely, which is devastating news for those teams. They won't be playing basketball. Uh, it's devastating except for the Knicks. They haven't played basketball in 20 years. But, but I will say, I do agree with shutting down Disneyland. I mean, it's a breeding ground for disease. Think about it. There are rats everywhere hugging people. <laughs> it's disgusting. And the big one, one of the big ones is New York canceling the St. Patrick's Day Parade for the first time in 250 years. Yeah, that's a big deal. And I get it, I get it. New York City doesn't want people sick and vomiting in the streets and then getting corona afterwards. They don't want that. <laughs> so that's how the coronavirus has been affecting the US. But remember, this is a global disease. That's affecting everyone. And one of the craziest unexpected side effects of corona is probably in this video that came out of Thailand. This is a video from Thailand, and that is hundreds of monkeys that are hungry. These monkeys are used to having tourists feed them bananas. But Thailand has seen a massive drop in tourism because of the coronavirus. And so these monkeys are just invading cities. Locals said they look like wild dogs attacking each other whenever one of them got a single banana. Holy shit. (laughs) There are no tourists to feed the monkeys in Thailand, and so they're just absolutely wrecking havoc, which is crazy. Because imagine if you are the one tourist left in Thailand right now. (laughs) Yeah, and you're just like, ah, time for my breakfast banana. (laughs) And the monkeys swarm over, and it's just you and your skeleton left behind. (laughs) Because I I don't know about you, but rabid monkeys are the most terrifying animal in my book. (laughs) No, because I, I, like, I know a lot of animals can attack you, but monkeys, for some reason, they, ter- they, they, they just seem so much better equipped, you know? They can open doors, they can handle tools, you know, they can pick up things with their feet. They're the only animal that can do sign language, so they can even tell you what they're doing. They're like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna banana. Like, the only person who doesn't need to be afraid of rabid monkeys is Mitch McConnell. Yeah, because if they try and rip his face off, he'll just be like, joke's on you, I've got tons to spare. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's really insane. You've got corona shutting down the planet, right? And then now a crazy monkey invasion on top of it. It's like we're living in two different disaster movies at once. 
somewhere out there in space, there's an asteroid headed to Earth, and it's like, ah, I'm gonna come back later. You guys, yeah. <laughs> Feels like there's a lot going on. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. Let's uh, talk about a different threat to humanity that also has no cure. Donald Trump. <laughs> With the world on edge, people are looking to their leaders for reassurance and answers. Unfortunately, we have him. So last night, the president held an emergency live address from the Oval Office to calm the nation down and to find someone else to blame. Breaking news, tipping point. President Trump addresses the nation on the coronavirus pandemic using just his second Oval Office speech to announce the U.S. will suspend most travel from Europe. The European Union failed to take the same precautions and restrict travel from China and other hotspots. As a result, a large number of new clusters in the United States were seeded by travelers from Europe. This is the most aggressive and comprehensive effort to confront a foreign virus in modern history. Okay, first of all, it isn't a foreign virus. It's just a virus, okay? <laughs> Trump makes it sound like Corona doesn't speak English. <laughs> and, and, and also, we can blame Europe for many things. Colonialism, skinny jeans, Piers Morgan, but... This virus is worldwide, all right? It was gonna get here no matter what Europe did. Honestly, it's beginning to look like shutting down borders is just Trump's go-to solution for everything. This is all he thinks about. What problem shut a border? Problem shut a border. <laughs> Does he do this in his personal life too? Yeah, is Melania just like, I don't love you anymore, Donald. And he's like, close the borders. <laughs> no one's getting in or out of this marriage. <laughs> now, Donald Trump's presidential address turned out to be as calming as a pack of fireworks dropped into a bag of cocaine because <laughs> not only did he surprise everyone with this announcement, but it turns out he almost got everything wrong. President Trump ramping up his response to the coronavirus outbreak, but instead of reassuring the public, he caused more confusion than calm, like this statement. We will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The Department of Homeland Security quickly clarifying, assuring the travel restrictions will not apply to U.S. citizens, permanent residents, and some of their family members. The ban instead would only apply to foreign nationals. Trump caused more uncertainty when he said the restriction would apply to trade. And these prohibitions will not only apply to the tremendous amount of trade and cargo, but various other things. But Trump took to Twitter to clear up that statement, writing, it is very important for all countries and businesses to know that trade will in no way be affected by the 30-day restriction on travel from Europe. The restriction stops people, not goods. President Trump further jumbled the message when he addressed the health care costs associated with coronavirus. Earlier this week, I met with the leaders of health insurance industry who have agreed to waive all co-payments for coronavirus treatments. A White House official later corrected the notion, saying co-payments would be waived only for coronavirus tests, not for treatments of the disease. I'm, I'm sorry, but this is, this is unbelievable. Like, I would, I would understand if Trump made mistakes, right, if this whole thing was off the cuff, but how is it possible to get so many things wrong in a pre-written speech? <laughs> This is crazy. Watching an oval address shouldn't be a game of two truths and a lie. <laughs> He's just up there like, the coronavirus is very dangerous. We need to be vigilant. And my babysitter growing up was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> God bless America. 
And this misinformation that the president spread, it caused actual chaos, right? The European travel ban doesn't include American citizens, but that's not what Trump said in his speech. So Americans who were on vacation in Europe rushed to the airport in a panic to fly home before the ban took effect. Yeah, there are even reports of people shelling out thousands of dollars for a last-minute ticket, because they were panicking. Yeah, and then the ones who couldn't get them, they just hung off the airplane like one of those trains in India. (laughs) Trump caused so much confusion that even the coronavirus was probably like, okay, wait, can I fly to America or not? Like, I'm just gonna call Delta. I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) So just to be clear, Americans, Americans can fly home from Europe, which if you think about it, means they could bring corona back. Yeah, it's not a fail-safe because Americans always bring something back with them whenever they come from Europe. Yeah, it's a thing they do, whether it's a disease or a dumb new way to say croissant. It's a croissant, okay? You're from Philly, calm down. And another thing, another thing that doesn't make sense is that although Trump banned travel from Europe, he didn't ban flights from Ireland and the UK. And when Trump was asked about that today, he gave one of the strangest explanations of all time. And one of the reasons uh, UK basically has been uh, it's got the border. It's got very strong borders. And uh, they're, they're doing a very good job. They don't have very much infection at this point, and hopefully they'll keep it that way. Sorry, what? <laughs> the UK is fine because it's got the border. <laughs> Other countries in Europe also have the border. <laughs> Unless maybe, does he mean the water? Is that it? <laughs> what, does Trump think the coronavirus doesn't know how to swim? <laughs> because that's racist. And also, also, I don't even, I, like, I can't believe I'm saying, it's not true. The UK and Ireland have more corona cases than many of the countries on that list that is banned. So let's just be real. The reason the UK and Ireland are exempt is probably because Trump owns golf courses there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I think. You know, if, if, if Iran thought about it, they would just put a Trump golf course in Tehran. Yeah, they'd have a nuclear deal tomorrow. Trump would just be like, now you're enriching me and uranium. It's a win-win. <laughs> Win-win. So, so look, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. President Trump's Oval Office address last night, it was an absolute disaster, all right? But there was a silver lining. Because you see, for some strange reason, the cameras were recording Trump before he gave his address, all right? But he didn't realize it was rolling. And so today, we got to see the real Trump when he's not acting presidential. And honestly, this was pure comedy gold. You want to do this for me, Alex, please? (sighs) What's our timing? Yeah, two minutes and 20 seconds. Do you like the book being on the desk or not? (laughs) Would you rather have it not be? Maybe it looks better. It gives you something up here, right? Does it matter? A what? Wow. Uh Uh-oh, I got a pen mark. Anybody have any white, do you have any white stuff? Oh, Does anyone have any white stuff? First of all, his name is Mike Pence, okay, Mr. President? Can I just say, I can safely say this is the first time in my life that I've seen the deleted scenes of a presidential address. Like, America's downfall might be scary, but you gotta admit, the bloopers are hilarious, you know? <laughs> and it was, it was really weird hearing a president in the Oval Office say, oh, f-. 
Although I guess now we know what it sounds like whenever he gets a call from Eric. Ah. <laughs> now I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Donald Trump is as freaked out by coronavirus as regular citizens, which is wild because he's the president. And the reason I say that is because it turns out the cameras carried on rolling after Trump ended his speech. <laughs> and, and his reaction was priceless. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. We're clear. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That is not the sound you want to hear from a president after a serious address. FDR didn't reassure the nation by saying, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Okay, daddy needs a margarita. Can I get a margarita? (laughs) I need a drink. Oh, they still still here? (laughs) So look, this is all to say that despite the efforts of sports leagues, amusement parks, state and local governments, unfortunately, the man at the top just does not seem to have his shit together. And with coronavirus now in full pandemic mode, All I have to say to that is, oh, (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to The Daily Show. You might have heard by now, uh, but to do our thing, you know, to do our part during this pandemic. The Daily Show is not gonna have a live studio audience starting from Monday, which means you guys in the audience tonight are the last ones to get coronavirus from us. And and I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be tough without an audience. You know, you guys are the heart and soul of the show. But, But before you go, I just wanted to dedicate a special little something to you and all those audience members who've joined us before here in New York to help us make every episode of The Daily Show. This one, goes out to you. Right, let me just get the thing. E. E. I never know what they're doing when they do that, but I think it looks, it looks and it feels professional. All right, all right, all right. Five, six, seven, eight. Is it still a joke if no one laughs at it? Am I still a host if I'm just standing in an empty room? Audience, this is for you. Time for social distancing. Pack your things and go. Just know that I'll be waiting for you to come back to the show. To the ones who stood and the ones who clapped I'll even give a shout out to the haters who just sat there and never laughed it's the ones who cheered and the people who love to wave I'll even miss those ones who seem to get all the jokes too late you know I'm even gonna miss most people who forgot to turn off their phones during the show it would mess me up and spoil jokes but you know, I liked hearing the ringtones, it was so retro. I'm gonna miss those guys who 
love to explain the it's show. It's funny because Trump is dumb. The people with the weird ass laughs are the ones I'll miss the most. <laughs> the guy who came to kill me, but then I want him over with my jokes. The fans who came from Africa and just wanted to hear about home. Tell them about Uganda. No one knows about Uganda, man, but I'm gonna miss you. It's time for quarantine, y'all. Can't wait till this is over and the virus is beat. And all your asses are back in those seats. I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. is an Academy Award-winning actor who executive produces and stars in the Netflix series called Self Made about America's first female self-made millionaire, Madam C.J. Walker. Please welcome Octavia Spencer. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Welcome to The Daily Show. Uh, it's truly an honor for me because you are one of my favorite actors that I've ever had the pleasure of watching. Oh my God, thank you. Genuinely you are. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see you in telling this story as well because you're telling the tale of an amazing black woman who overcame the odds mm -hmm. to create an empire that no one thought was possible. C.J. Walker, Madam C.J. Walker. Yeah. Tell me about the story and why you chose to create it. Well, uh, Madam C.J. Uh, was a, a standard bearer in my home. My mom used her as an example uh, for me and my siblings because we were from very humble beginnings. And Madam was uh, born of slaves, uh, the first to be free in her family. And um, she was able to, as you said, to uh, just achieve so much uh, right. through insurmountable odds and she didn't have the right to vote or really own property. She was born Sarah Breedlove. She became Madam C.J. Walker through marriage um, and th through her marriage uh, and basically in name uh, became one of the most powerful women of her time. It really is fascinating when you watch the story because essentially she made the Fenty beauty of her time. <laughs> she did. That's, that's what she did. Because yes. here she was as a black woman who realized that black women weren't being catered to at all. I mean, something that surprisingly is still a story today in, in, in beauty and in products and in care. And she said, I'm gonna make something for my people and I'm gonna put my face on it, which was a big deal. Yeah. You, you, you show that in the story where people are like, oh, you see, imagine CJ Walker, you can't do this. Why do you think it was so important for her to put her face on that product when so many said that face won't sell a product? Because someone said that face won't sell a product. Mm. You know, I guess if, if she uh, did, was, uh, created the Fenty of her time, does that make me Rihanna? Because it does, I... it does. <laughs> it basically does. <laughs> it really does. You know, I that, uh, but uh, in all seriousness, um, I think she she put her face on the product because someone said that she wasn't beautiful. Right. And um, I think she wanted to be beautiful in her husband's eyes, but when she realized her own beauty, that's when she became powerful. It it, it really is an amazing story of this woman who has an idea 
overcomes insurmountable odds, is not a perfect person as well. And that's what I love about the show, is you showing us a human being who creates this empire, and people have had to estimate her net worth because of the time, there's no Forbes. Right. But some people estimated that in 1919, she had a net worth of $10 million, dollars, yeah. which is a lot of money, especially for back then. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of money now, a ton of money back then. Yeah. When you look at her story, I, I would honestly be hard-pressed to not think of how many parallels you share with her in real life, because, you know, you've been outspoken about the journey many black people, black women specifically, face in Hollywood, you know, yeah. the, the, the challenges of not just having work, but having control of your work, creating work. Right. You have now begun a journey of Madam C.J. Walkering through Hollywood. I, I believe you're creating, what, 10 projects as we speak? Yeah, I, um, a few. <laughs> That's, I mean... What, what, is that, what has that journey been like? You know, I, I, I think that you, you touched on something really important to me because so many people have asked me, uh, what is the role that you feel you're destined to play? And for me, it is producer because not only am I creating opportunities for myself, but for so many other people who've been marginalized, whose voices haven't been heard, whose stories haven't been told. Right. And um, we just had such synergy um, uh, with the, the diversity uh, of, of women who, who were uh, a part of this. And, and I feel very grateful that I got to be a part of it. Before I let you go, I know that LeBron James is also one of the, is it one of the producers on the yes, show? Yes, yes. Uh, Spring Hill Entertainment, uh, Maverick, Everybody over there, um, they've just, LeBron, they, they've been amazing uh, to partner with. Uh, you know, when I was making my deal, uh, we had reached an impasse with the studio. And I'm one of those people because I, I told you, I'm from humble beginnings. You know, I need like some meatloaf, some <laughs> potatoes, some good murder mysteries. Right. You know, I, I live beneath my means so that I'm not living uh, in golden handcuffs. Right, and right. I can walk away from the negotiating table, mm -hmm. and I was prepared to walk away. And uh, LeBron and Maverick intervened on my behalf, and we have to have that advocacy uh, until women are, you know, treated fairly uh, with regard to the pay gap. Well, LeBron with another assist. Thank you yes, so much biggest. for sharing that story. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. I hope everyone watches this. <laughs> Self-made, inspired by the real life of Madam C.J. Walker will be on Netflix March 20th. Octavia Spencer, everybody. <laughs>